Okay, everybody, welcome to the Pushing Rubber Podcast, episode 40. That's big four zero. I'm your host, Adam Piggott. I haven't put my phone on silence, so just hang on a sec here. While I do that, can I be disturbed while I'm recording the podcast? It's a hot day in Melbourne. Summer marches on. It's over 30 degrees Celsius. Um, I've been running around all day, uh, getting some stuff organised for the big move. Um, it still is summer, by the way, that for those in the Southern Hemisphere who think that the summer magically finishes on the 1st of March. No, you morons. Summer follows the moon, not a calendar date. So it'll finish on the 21st of this month. Um, which is why we've got a hot day. Which is good. I have a beer, as I need to do after coming in. There's a really good beer from Barcelona called Estrella. It's brewed in Barcelona. Um, it's crisp. It's clean. It's tasty. It goes down extremely easily. Like this girl I knew in high school, she went down pretty easily. Um, and uh, everyone knew her in high school. No names though. Um, let's get straight, straight into it. Uh, first of all, uh, there'll be two podcasts up. I did a podcast for Aaron Cleary, uh, and he's got that up at his site, so I'll link to that as well. Um, and uh, did that with the great one himself from the Cynical Libertarian Society. I was supposed to do it all on my own, some, and then uh, I contacted I contacted the Cynical Libertarian and said, Phew. I don't even know his name, by the way. He won't even tell me his name. I was like, oh, tell me your name. Is it Jack? Is it Jeff? Is it Chad? It's a really American name. Someone will get that joke. Um, and uh, he wouldn't tell me. He wouldn't tell me. Mm. Um, he lives in Fort Collins, though, the People's Republic of Fort Collins, as he likes to call it. Um, but we did a, uh, a two-hour podcast together, and it was good. We were riffing off each other. We were really bang, boom, bing, bow, back and forth, bouncing around. Well worth going and checking out. So Cappy has that. I don't think he's actually, at the time of me recording this, I don't think he's actually po- posted it up on his website, but it is on his, his podcast is up. The podcast is up. So you can go and check that out. Uh, and we talk about some interesting stuff. Um, I've got two topics I want to talk about today. <coughs> and I... <laughs> oh, here we go. That's the notes. Um, Cooper's Brewery. Cooper's Brewery, Brewery Cooper's is an Australian, a South Australian company that brews beer. They brews brewed beer for over 100 years. They brew some excellent beers. Cooper's Pale Ale in the green bottle. Cooper's Sparkling Ale uh, in the red bottle. And my personal favourite, the Cooper's Stout, which is an excellent stout. And just the thing for cold winter months. So obviously not today. That's why I'm drinking Estrella. In the winter. Now, um, if you're in Australia, you're probably aware of this controversy. Um, but if you're outside of Australia, then you won't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, um, about a month ago, the Australian Bible Society released a video um, and it had two. Um, Conservative MPs, members of Parliament in it, Tim Wilson, who is gay and is pro-gay marriage, and Andrew Hastie, who is a manly man who was a war hero, and so he's obviously anti-gay marriage, and he's also a, uh, a Christian. Uh, and they had a chap there from the Bible Society um, hosting it. It was about seven minutes long, and it was called Keeping It Light, and the idea of the video was... a. A frank and friendly discussion on a light light scale, so not getting heated, not getting upset with each other. A mature adult discussion between uh, two gentlemen on the same side of politics to talk about the gay marriage issue, who one of them is pro and one of them is, is, is against. Hosted by the Bible Society. Um, and keeping it light sort of went, they, they were drinking Cooper's Light Beer. Coopers didn't sponsor it, as far as I know, but they were just drinking Coopers light beer. Uh, I watched it. 
very um look the probably a lovely intelligent discourse on the subject with no name calling and the uh, moderator and they were just sitting in in the grounds of parliament house there in canberra and the guy from the bible society got each one to present their views and then he made them present then summarize the views of their of the other persons to make sure that they'd understood them correctly and what they thought about them and if you know there'd been some you know change of mind or any of that sort of thing um so the whole the whole basis of it was let's have an intelligent discourse um about um the subject of gay marriage now the topic of gay marriage has been you know back and forth here in australia for a number of years recently um and snowballing because uh the conservative australian conservative government promised a national plebiscite on the matter and a plebiscite is where the, the country gets to vote, the country, the people, not the politicians. The country gets to vote on uh, this particular issue. Uh, do, we, do we allow gay marriage, yes or no? Very simple. And the, the, the gay lobby um, has railed against um, this because they think, Marriage Equality Australia and all the rest of it, they think that having a plebiscite is a terrible, terrible, terrible issue um because because it wouldn't be a respectful debate and gay people would be vilified and even commit suicide so members of the gay just to re-clarify that in case i wasn't clear members of the gay lobbies groups in fact not members the gay lobby groups are lobbying very hard for their not to be a plebiscite on the issue. They want Parliament to vote. They don't want to let the Australian people vote because they, they think that the very act of voting would be disrespectful to gay people uh, and gay people, it would be, it'd be t so traumatic for them to be spoken about in this way that they'd go out and kill themselves in, in, in enormous numbers because they'd be vilified and blah, 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 blah. So the real reason that they want... Uh, politicians to vote on the matter is because they're not sure they'd win in a plebiscite <laughs> whereas they know they've got the numbers in parliament now so here then we have and this came out a month ago this came out a month ago this uh this video and it it became out i wasn't aware of it uh until it exploded a couple of days ago because a reporter at the sydney morning herald um one Ebony Bowden, uh, I assume she's from the Sydney Morning Herald, yes she is, um, discovered the clip and contacted both the MPs and the owner of uh, Cooper's Brewery, Tim Cooper, who's the fifth generation owner of the, owner of the brewery, um, to basically try to get them to backtrack and grovel and admit that they were terrible for having a little chat about this in a good-natured and friendly way in the first place. Because it was it was a terrible thing apparently, and of course all three of them told her to, to you know go away. So then she uh, you know went around and uh, I think uh, someone else wrote a piece, uh, and the piece was basically crapping on about how you know. Um, and I'm reading this, by the way, and I'll link this. It's a, a good article on the matter, spilling it out from XYZ magazine, who I write for occasionally. So a, a woman, Rachel Olding, um, wrote a piece in the Sydney Morning Herald um, in which she crept on about how this issue was exploding over social media. Now, exploding over social media nowadays normally means about 100 people are making the noise of a million. That's what exploding over social media means. So, two Conservative MPs have a chat with a Bible Society moderator, one MP pro-gay marriage, one MP anti-gay marriage, seven minutes, and they drink a beer during it. The gay lobby then attacks the brewery whose beer it was that they were drinking as shameful that they were sponsoring such a debate. Shameful. And to say that it has exploded here uh, is putting it mildly. Uh, we've had uh, um, a bunch of pubs 
uh, as the article here on XYZ says, states in some of the more fashionable parts of Sydney and Melbourne have decided to stop supplying the brewery's product. And one even videoed the destruction of the last of their Cooper's Brewery stock, uh, which is just attention-getting because these, these pubs are in Hipsterville, in places like Fitzroy and Surrey Hills. Um, so this is not, this is not hard. I, I originally heard this a couple of days ago and I thought this is a brilliant opportunity for Coopers to tell them all to get fucked. Kind of like that, um, Beachbody, are you Beachbody ready now? Um, product in London a couple of years ago that ran the Are You Beachbody Ready ads. I think they were like a diet supplement or something. And, of course, everyone was saying how awful they were to, to put an ad up there with people looking nice. And they probably told everyone to get fucked. Um, and, of course, their sales exploded. And we've seen the sales exploding with Ivanka Trump. We've seen the sales exploding with all these companies that, that you know, support Donald Trump, the, the woman at the Grammys who hadn't sold an album in probably 100 years who went to number three on the Amazon charts or something? Bestseller number three, bestseller um, music artist after wearing the Trump dress. You don't have to be a fucking genius to work out where the support is here. Um, so I was thinking, well, you know, this is uh, this is a huge this is a huge moment for Coopers. This is a real opportunity for them to draw a line in the sand. And they have folded, they have folded like a house of cards. Uh, I'm going to read from a, a re- article here in The Australian that's literally come out 2.52, half an hour ago. In an extraordinary video apology, Managing Director Tim Cooper and Director of Finance and Corporate Affairs Melanie Cooper said they would cancel a planned commemorative can designed to mark the 200th anniversary of the Bible Society. Um, So the Bible Society gave a platform for two federal MPs to have a chat about gay marriage, one pro and against, and now unbelievable that that Coopers have folded in this way. Here's what I I watched that video from the Coopers, and I'll link these, I'll I'll um, I'll link the original video, seven-minute video of the Bible Society sponsored, and then I'll link this this corporate affairs release from Cooper's. And the woman, uh, Melanie Cooper, this is what she said that I wrote down that I thought was particularly interesting. We've listened to a range of community views. We acknowledge this feedback and respect everyone's individual opinions and beliefs. That's what she said. Then she went on to say, because of this, we've decided to cancel our commemorative 200-year Bible Society cans, and now are joining the Marriage Equality Australia. So they're going to they're gonna, uh, respect everyone's individual opinions and beliefs as long, except if you're the Bible Society, uh, Christians, Catholics, or anti-gay marriage. Amazing back down. An amazing fold here by Cooper's. Um... Who didn't even, who weren't even aware that the video was being made. I think the Bible Society just wanted to do them a solid and say, "Oh, we'll put your beers in this little uh, thing we're doing." And the amount, and this is this is the ironic thing. So all of the pro-gay marriage groups were saying that they uh, didn't want to have a plebis, don't want to have a plebiscite because uh, it wouldn't be a respectful debate. And they'd be vilified. And now they turn around and do exactly that behaviour that they've been running around and warning everyone against on the topic of gay marriage. So we have two guys here having a chat. And now we have Coopers, we have pubs boycotting Coopers beer, destroying Coopers stock. Um, it is absolutely, and this is the gay mafia at its very best. It's very, 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 very best. Um, shame on you, Cooper's Brewery. Shame on you that you would um, that you would fold in this way. Shame on you that you'd cancel your 
anniversary can for the 200th anniversary of the Bible Society, kick them in the, in the street in the dust, and run to the marriage equality brigade with your skirts up around your neck. I mean, what a shame. I tell you what, if Coopers had stood by, if Coopers had stood by these guys, I would have bought two or three cartons of Coopers beer this weekend to support them. I tell you what, I ain't drinking Coopers. I'm just not doing it. I'm just not doing it. Have a look, have a look, Coopers. Have a look how many people, how many people. And you go to the, you go to the uh, comments here. There's this piece in the Australian. You scroll down to the comments, uh, which I've organised in top comments. Um, I had organised in top comments. I'll do it now. Um, and um, everyone now is talking about the knee-jerk reaction by Coopers. Interestingly enough, they're not talking about the knee-jerk reaction from the gay pro-gay marriage brigade. The ones who pressured Coopers into into um, making this stand. Um, I don't know many gay guys who drink beer. They're normally your your vodka soda, vodka lime and soda types, if you know what I mean, with the pinky in the air. Uh, I I think this is this is this is a terrible own goal by Cooper's Brewery. They had a chance to really stand up and not take a side, not take a side, and say, you know what, the Bible Society put this out with a respectful debate. Between two sides of the equation, what part of respectful debate don't you people understand? We haven't said what side we are on or any, and that's not our business anyway. Our business is to sell beer. You like our beer, buy, buy beer. But they, no, they absolutely fold. And if you watch their video, it is appallingly embarrassing as these two fifth generation Cooper's directors read off their cue cards, which were obviously written by some director of human resources somewhere or public relations manager, perhaps. It is abysmal. It is really, 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 really abysmal. So look, I'll be I'll be posting I'll be posting links up to all this stuff um, on my blog. So if you if you're coming to this via an RSS feed on SoundCloud or something like that, yeah, just go to my blog pushingrubberdownhill.com or look look up Adam Pickett on the um, on the internet on a, on a search and you'll get you'll get my blog immediately uh, and and have a look at what's going on here. I'll link to the article in the Australian. Uh, it's behind a paywall, so all you need to do is open it. There'll be a subscribe button. Click on that. Uh, go onto the top bar and go along until you find the actual title of the piece, which in this case is Cooper's Loses Bottle After Bible Society Row. Copy that out. Open a different browser than you've currently used. Paste into Google Search. Open it in a new tab, and you'll be able to read it without any problem. That's how you read the stuff behind paywalls, if you didn't know. Right. So, um, yeah, Cooper's... What can I say? What can I say? I've said it all. Okay. Uh, second thing I want to speak about today, my old mate. My old mate. Um, oh, just a quick little uh, uh, aside. Another thing. I, I, I got a thing today off Ace of Spades and the Federalist about Amy Schumer's new Netflix special, uh, which apparently wasn't very funny, which I don't know why anyone's surprised in this because Amy Schumer has never been funny in her entire life. Um, ever. Ever. Not once. And apparently she came out wearing, it was called, the, the special was called Amy Schumer the Leather Special, and apparently she came out in what was classified as a tight leather ensemble. Um, I'm not watching it because I, I know that I'll never get that seared out the back of my retinas as long as I live. Um, because if there's one thing that's less funny 
than a woman because women aren't funny. It's a woman pretending to be funny. And if there's one less thing less funny, there's one thing less funny than that, a woman pretending to be funny, it's a fat woman pretending to be funny. And if there's one thing less funny than a fat woman pretending to be funny, it's a fat woman in tight leather pretending to be funny. Um, so her special got trashed with one-star reviews. Um, and the reviews are funny. So there's some here. Um, this is as funny as an autopsy. As graphic and as funny as I would imagine a public beheading to be. Rating one star. Not bad. Next one. Amy is one special away from being broke and homeless, if only. Um, not only was this terrible, now I have to look at Amy Schumer in full leather every time I log in. Please take this off the banner. This special was an insult to stand up. I'm assuming that's a Netflix banner. Uh, Amy used to be pretty funny. No, she didn't. But I couldn't make it past the first 10 minutes. Um, uh, oh, this is the best one. Odd. She pauses to accommodate for the applause after the jokes, but there are no jokes, so there is no applause. She gets some pity applause, but it's very odd to watch her on the stage. Full disclosure, I did not watch the entire thing. I just couldn't. Um, her face makes you want to erupt with pure anger. Probably the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. Too bad that a decent D-list celeb D celebrity... Is there such thing as a decent D-list celebrity? What's the opposite of a tautology? Um... Too bad that a decent D-list celebrity comedian has sunk even lower than before, which is difficult when you think about how Amy Schumer was one of the most unfunny, stupid, annoying, and has a face I want to punch over and over again. Save your life and don't watch this crap-filled show. I'm saving you from blowing your own brains out by the sheer magnitude of her stupidity and pompousness. Avoid at all costs. Last one I'll read you. Literally terrible. Do not waste your time. I attempted to watch this shit comedy special and it literally made me want to spend the day outside. There you go. It Look, so there it, there it goes, ladies and gentlemen. If you're wanting to get your kids to go and play outside, play them the new Amy Schumer Netflix comedy special, The Leather Special. And they'll be playing outside faster than you can say Amy Schumer is not funny and fat. Right. Thankfully, the Federalist did not put a photo up of her in leather, so I didn't have to see it. Okay. Um, so... Last thing to talk about today in this podcast. This will probably take up the rest of the podcast. It's something that appeared in my uh, feed this morning. Someone sent it to me with a note that I might be interested in this one. It was posted on the 10th of March. So five days ago. And it's called Why I Walked Out on Tony Robbins. Bom, 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 Anthony Robbins, my old... How would I call Anthony Robbins? Because I first came in contact with Anthony Robbins about... Th how long is it? 20 years ago? How old am I? Yeah. 20 years ago. I think he's been doing it for 30 years. Um, you've got to hand it to Anthony Robbins that after 30 years, he's still going hard and he's still got people going hard to buy his crap. And crap it is. I think I first, on my blog, I first mentioned... Tony Robbins when I reviewed Gorilla Mindset by Mike there apparently one pronounces it Cernovich but it's uh, it's an Italian name it's Cernovic that's how you'd say it but if he pronounces it if he pronounces it that way then I'll do that respect Mike's wishes for his own name so when I 
I reviewed Guerrilla Mindset last year, which is Mike's book. I didn't think it was a bad book. Um, and I spoke about the new age industry and has it how, how it has a high proportion of charlatans. And, and what, what these guys do in the self-help new age industry is what they're selling is a feeling. They're selling the feeling that your life is about to turn a corner and it's about to turn a corner and change because you've come into contact with a writer or speaker in question. Whether you've read their book, uh, listened to their CD, um, or gone and watched them live, or even better, all three. Um, what they do is get get their recipients on a real natural high. They really rev them up. And what they do is they, and I spoke about this in my first book too, because I've worked in the industry 20 years ago, um, not as a speaker, uh, uh, but as a uh, assistant for a speaker, personal assistant. So I got to see it close up. And, and these people become self-help junkies. So they, 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 they get attracted to it, these customers, because these people, because they, their lives aren't what they, what they were told their lives would be if they believed all the pretty lies. And people who go into the self-help industry, not as speakers or you know, employment, but as, as customers, um, they normally tr- want to change one of, a, one of a few things. One... I don't know whether this is top of the list or top. The big two, um, personal finances, money, and personal relationships, having a good personal relationship. I mean, those are the big two. Uh, health comes up a distant third. Yeah, but Those two ones, personal relationships and finances, they're the ones that everyone wants to fix, i.e. they've got no money and they want some and they've got no decent relationships. They want people to love them. Um, right away, those are the two areas that are lacking and people are trying to, to fix. Should clue some of you out there who have got half a brain that the problems are going to be a little bit deeper than going along to a weekend seminar. We're talking about people who are chronically insecure, uh, normally, normally very lazy. Like they want the change, but they don't want to do the hard work, which is why they're happy to pay outrageous sums of money. Okay, uh, you say, well, Adam, what if one of their problems is financial? They'll find the money to go to these things. They'll find the money to go to these things because they have the illusion that they're actually doing something. And what what it, what it, what it is is an abdic- abdication of responsibility for change for 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 making changes in their life the changes that they want not that someone has told them they need but that they want themselves they're abdicating uh the responsibility and they want to put it on onto the speaker or the writer that's what they want to do um and in guerrilla mindset mike cernovich talks about uh anthony robbins um, and I'm just scrolling through, and he uses, Mike Sinovich talks about visualizations a lot, uh, which is, this is an, a very old um, technique. Oh, I didn't, on my review, I didn't mention Anthony Robbins. I probably didn't mention Anthony Robbins on my review of Mike's book, Gorilla Mindset, because I just didn't want to. Because if Anthony Robbins came out, nothing good would be said, as far as I'm concerned. Because Anthony Robbins... What can I say? Um, let's let's have a look at this. Why I walked out on Tony Robbins. It starts off with the line: After paying two thousand dollars for a ticket to unleash the power within, two grand, two grand. By the way, if you want to go to date with Destiny, that's a whopping five k. A whopping 5K. And I read through it. It's quite long. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you in this podcast episode. But once again, I will link this in the show notes. 
Apparently, he's got VIP punters who pay $75,000 annually. And they get to sit in the front row. I don't know what other benefits they get. Holy crap. Peddling pretty lies. Peddling pretty lies. There is so much money in peddling pretty lies. Telling people the truth, like I do, or like Cappy does. Unfortunately, not as much money in that. Peddling pretty lies. So after paying 2k for a ticket to unleash the power within. I'm reading from his thing. After the three-hour flight out to California, after fully committing with a completely open heart, open heart, a bloke wrote this, by the way, apparently, I walked out of Tony Robbins' seminar. Um, The really funny thing is, is that it says this here. In this post, I'll share why, why I went to Tony's event, what it was like, why I worked out. I will also show you what I did after I left and what I learned from the whole experience. If you're skeptical of friends who say you have to go see Tony Robbins, if you're on the fence about one of his two courses there, this article is for you. And then underneath, bonus, get the checklist to build your own personal development day. Holy fuck. So this guy is basically, he's going to spend quite a few words explaining why Tony Robbins is not is not the bee's knees while he's attempting to be the next Tony Robbins. I mean, the self-awareness here. But the okay, the reason I want to go about it is actually, this is why his self-awareness is zero, because what he's actually saying is it's actually pretty good look into these people. Um, he go, First of all, he starts on with that, how he has a ton of respect for Tony Robbins, a ton of respect. He's read and listened to several of his books. I'm amazed by what he does. Uh, a lot of my friends are big Tony Robbins fans. They all give strong endorsements. Uh, and then he goes on, he says, he's not better than anyone who didn't walk out. And then he says, I put in the work. I've had a ton of failures, failures and a few huge success. He's got, he's got a couple of photos of himself, apparently pre- going to the gym and post going to the gym. The only problem with a post going to the gym photo is that the only difference I can see between the two photos is he shaved the body hair on his chest and improved the lighting and did a pose with his fingers in while I'm trying to be a gangster. I just, I can't even... But you can read about his goals in 2015 and 2016 if you want. Uh, his website's OK Dork. Fuck me. I've read hundreds of books and taken action in italics because I'm 100% in on improving myself. Here are 18 books that changed my life. I haven't clicked on that. I've also publicly documented my self-improvement journey for the last 15 years in caps. 15 years. Oh dear, 15 years, eh? Okay. That's a little bit long. I've attended a lot of paid seminars before and loved them. It then says the ones were great, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then he has his own company, AppSumo, hosted our second annual conference with over 200 attendees. I'm astonished that Tony hosts events for 10,000 people at a time. He's then got his photo of his sumo con there, 2016, and people are, uh, oh, they all look gay. Uh, this article isn't fear-driven. I committed to Tony's event for seven hours. The only thing, blah, 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 blah. Then he goes on, he's got a speech there about overcoming fear. I haven't watched his speech. I just don't want to because if it's anything like his writing, I, I just can't. I, I can handle I can handle bad writing because I can just, I can see it starting bad. I can flick through and see, okay, yeah, there's your little bit I need. There's your little bit that I need. But bad public speaking. And I know it's going to be bad public speaking because his writing sucks. Finally... Tony Robbins is one of my customers. In addition to AppSumo, I run a sister company called Sumo. Tony's team uses our products. Do you really think I'm dumb enough to bash one of my highest profile customers? Hell no. This article is written with love. By the way, he then proceeds to bash one of his highly highest profile customers. Yeah. Anyway. By the way, that clicking sound is my crappy mouse wheel because my cat ate my good mouse. Die, cat, die. Uh, so, I skipped a whole bunch of stuff. Um, 
my experience would unleash the power within, which he says wasn't worth it. The days that led up to the event, I felt nervous. The discomfort was reassuring. I'm going in the right direction. The two areas of my oh, here we go. The two areas of my life I most wanted to tackle during the event were how to better position myself to be in great relationships. Dun, 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 dun. Told you. Number two, how to create a work environment that continually motivates and excites me. Dun, 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 dun. That means money. Before the seminar began, I had a chance to talk with my neighbours. One was a recovering Jehovah's Witnesses. What's a recovering Jehovah's Witness? Is that someone who has to go like to like uh, uh, like a twelve step program for recovering Jehovah's? Look, either you're a rec- it's not a cult. It's not like Scientology. What is a recovering Jehovah's Witness? Ah. Anyway, Tony came out on stage. There's Tony, looking. Amazing. Lots of chicks in the audience. Tony's presentation skills were incredible. The guy has been doing this for 30 years, so I expected him to be good. He was great. Some of the things Tony did really well. He encouraged us to meet our neighbours and kept each other excited. I mean, he would have been better if he wrote super excited there. So Tony Robbins is a showman. There he goes. He's a showman. Yeah? Good. Good. I've been to magic shows before. They were showmen too. They kept everyone super excited, encouraged us to meet our neighbours as well. Didn't pay two grand for it though. He kept participation super high. I'd be fucking keeping participation super high if I had people in the front had paid $75,000. He continually asked everyone to raise their hand and say, I, if they agreed. He also let the audience finish a lot of his sentences. The truth will set you... Did you finish the sentence? By the way, this was something he did well, yeah? So so group brainwashing. Tony did really well. Group brainwashing. Good on you, Tony. Did really well with that. He challenged us, challenged in bold. Quote, I'll deliver, but you have to promise to commit. If you sit down during the dancing, then you aren't committed and you aren't going to get what you came for. Play full out with me, unquote. Dancing? Dancing? I went to this years ago. It was the first... Holiday with my now wife, and we went uh, we went to Tenerife or Fort Aventura or somewhere in the Canary Islands there, and we decided to drive over to the other side of the island this day, and we we're going to do a surfing lesson. Oh, okay, I'll do a surfing lesson. So I go on the beach, and we're there, and blah blah blah. I'm just not good at this sort of stuff. I just look, give me the board, and I'll go out and have a good time. Yeah, I'll go and paddle myself. No, I'm going to do the fucking lesson. All oh, right. And I said to them before, can I just hire your board? That's all I want to do. Uh, by the way, I'm not, I'm not a surfer. I've done a lot of boogie boarding and kayaking and stuff like that, but surfing is something I just never really got into. Yeah. No, no, you have to do the surfing lesson because we don't know if you'd hurt yourself or not. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. So, and they were, they were like English guys or something. They were English guys taking this fucking surf. And they're starting, and we go, okay, we're going to do warm-up, stretching, dancing exercises for 15 minutes. And I just sat down on the sand. I just flat-out refused. I was like, no, I'm not. Oh, man, you've got to, man. You've really got to get into I'm doing, supposedly doing a surfing lesson. I'm not doing a stretching, dancing, move around and find my inner soul lesson. Okay? If you want the others to do that, then go right ahead. But I'm going to be the one sitting over here ignoring you until you get to the surfing part. And they couldn't make me do it. So what? If you sit down during the dancing, then you aren't committed. The dancing? This is all just just getting you to not be an individual. Getting you not to think for yourself. Getting you to think like the herd so he has you in control. If you're ever in any sort of seminar, like this, this dipshit who's written this fucking article and he's got his own seminar with 200 people and they're all there with their they had they're in the muscle pose with their hands in the you know here i'm showing my biceps blah 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 blah, blah. there's just no way i'm going to be sitting there not doing it i'm not ever going to get involved with your group bonding brainwashing bullshit because that's what it is why because i know because i worked behind the scenes of this shit i know what it is one year working in the self-help industry behind the scenes was enough to turn me off the shit for life. Some of the other things Tony did really well. He repeated things over and over. 
to drive points home and increase retention. He also backed up his claims with statistics. Oh, <sighs> fucking hell. We must all praise and worship at the great altar of the God of statistics. Last thing he did great. He told great stories. That's in bold. That's why I'm talking like that. And incorporated a lot of humour. I'd be laughing too if I paid seven guy people. If I'd asked people to pay seventy five grand, and they had. Of course, there were some things he did not do so well. At times, he was all over the place. "Quote: Let's work on what you're afraid of. Now, let's talk about how you get anything you want. Focus, mean it, do it. Bah. Yeah, that's all part of his shtick. He's trying to keep you off balance, you ning." Next one, there was conflict of interest. There's a day where we talk about health and nutrition and then he sells supplements. Tony also mentions his other events and encourages you to sign up for more seminars during the middle of this particular one. That's not conflict of interest, mate. That's how the self-help industry works. And if you're running your own self-help industry thing, you need to start doing it a bit better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next one, he name-dropped and bragged constantly Credibility markers are essential for a presenter to be taken seriously, especially with an audience of 10,000 people. What's 10,000 times 2,000? That's a lot of money. And we all know Tony has done some amazing things, but the number of things times he mentioned his relationships with presidents, celebrities, and business people was overkill. We get it. You have a private jet. It takes a special type of individual to charge ordinary people $2,000 for a basic seat to come along to one of his weekend seminars and then boast about having a private jet it takes a special kind of individual to do that and it takes a special kind of individual to sit there and think this is good because the thing is though they will think there is good because what they all want to be what they ultimately all want to be is tony robbins they all want to do the same thing and the proof is in the poor thing that this guy is doing the same thing he's got his own annual thing and he's got 200 people 200 people like 10,000 people but it's a start that's what anthony robbins had that's what they all have the same dream they all have the same dream that they want to do this it's insane incidentally by the way the guys in the dingoes podcast last week accused me because i write on a blog about being a self-help guy and wanting to suck people in to be a blogger so everyone can be bloggers because well, bloggers don't make any money. What are you talking about? I'm not, where, 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 where? Where am I getting you all that you have to come and blog every day and I want you to, I don't want you to blog every day. I don't want people reading other people's blogs. Read my blog. Fucking hell. Finally, Tony has the weirdest clap I've ever seen. And he's, he's got, you have to open this link just to see Tony Robbins clap. He's, how do I describe this? How do I describe By the way, I've never seen Tony Robbins dress in anything except black. How do I describe this? He, he's clapping, but he's dancing. So his hands, when they clap, start from out shoulder width. And then they come together and they kind of smack. And, but then his hands are in front of his, below his chin. And then they're in, up above his forehead. And he's like, it's like a, it's, it's just, you have to, you, you got, you, you'll have to see it for yourself. I can't explain. He goes on. In the first few hours of the seminar, we danced a lot. That's a seminar, dancing. You paid two grand to dance a lot. I'd be getting pretty pissed by this point too. Massaged our neighbours. Fuck me. I mean, I don't even let my, my hairdresser knows that if he starts, when he's, He's doing the, the, the shampoo, the hair, hair bit. If he starts doing the massage bit, I am fucking going off. Don't touch me. What I gotta play? What I play two grand to get some ugly fat fucking bird to start to start getting her pudgy, chubby, greasy, cheese stained fingers and digging them into my back like she's kneading dough that's been sitting on the bench for five hours. In the first few hours of the seminar, we danced a lot, massaged our neighbours, fanned our neighbours, fanned our neighbours, was it hot in the room? Did aerobic exercises, pumped our fists, watched Tony run through the audience like some idol and other rah-rah tactics. Still, these were minor annoyances. No, those come with any event. None were deal breakers. They would have been deal breakers for me. They're not part of any event 
that I've this this but as the day unfolded I began to question whether this seminar was a good use of my time really (laughs) Tony called on people in the front row and recited their names which made it seem like he knew everyone in the audience though I'm sure they were his VIP $75,000 a year customers he called on John what's your issue John John wasn't loved here was Tony's response number one Everyone in the crowd faces that issue. Number two, John should come up with a new name. They came up with Edward. Number three, Edward walks towards Tony like a badass. Number four, tell Tony you are unleashed. Number five, everyone in the audience says, I love you, John. Problem solved. That's worth $2,000. That's worth $2,000 or $75,000 if that's what you paid. Gee, if you want to to feel love, 75K will get you a lot of hot hooker. Not that I know. He's then got a shot of the room, man. There are a lot of people in the room. There are a lot. What is 2,000 times 10,000? Is that like $20 million? Oh, crap. Uh, anyway, then they have to massage their neighbours again. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, hour seven. I look at the agenda for the next three days. Nutrition. Interesting. Then booklet work for two days. I looked back over my notes. Sure, there were some great takeaways like dedicate time every week to work on yourself. Reflect upon whether you are growing and making progress. What are you scared of right now? How can you move towards that? Discomfort is your growth. Success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. What does that even mean? Success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. But what? Can anyone explain that to me? I think failure is the ultimate failure. I think success is success. What's this fulfillment shit? It's just like they put so much... This is like putting so much pressure on people. And this is what they do on purpose. This is what people like Anthony Robbins do on purpose. They put so much emotional baggage pressure on top of people who are already weighed down. With You can't be successful. You have to be emotionally fulfilled while you're successful. You're not a success. I mean, this is just bullshit. This is bullshit. I can tell you that when I got my first book out, it was a really big moment for me. But I wasn't looking to be a, to, to be fulfilled. It's because these people are empty. And that's why... That's why charlatans. And yes, Tony Robbins, I'm calling you a charlatan. Can get away with this shit. Snake oil salesman. Oh, God, he goes on. Anyway, then he's got, this guy goes on. These are his quotes, i.e. Robin's quotes that I turned into Instagram memes. No growth in comfort. Success is how much uncertainty you can deal with. Your worst day can be your best day. Unless you're walking up to Auschwitz. Complexity is the enemy of execution. Okay... Have hunger, that's insatiable, always expanding. Don't know about that one at all. And then it finally hit me. Dread. I was officially dreading the rest of the seminar. To stay for three full days felt like a self-imposed prison rather than an opportunity to genuinely grow. He was in Las Vegas. He could have fucking taken that two grand and sat down at a decent poker table. What a waste of money. I thought about what I most wanted to get out of my time and whether this event was the best use of it. I decided it would be better for me to work on my specific issues one-on-one with a friend. So I walked out. Did I feel embarrassed? Yes. Did I feel... But what I felt was empowered. Look, good on him for walking out. Good on him for walking out. Um, It's about the only thing he's done. Rather than fly home... I planned a personal development day in bold and inverted commas in case you missed the bold part. Here's what I did the following day. Drank coffee. Okay. Luckily he doesn't talk about bowel movements. Uh, Went on a three-hour hike to discuss personal and professional growth with a friend. A 90-minute personal development discussion recorded on video. Thankfully I don't have to watch that. Ate a healthy lunch. Fantastic. Really happy for you. Reviewed some of Tony's other materials. Uh Uh-huh. Read a book. Uh Uh-huh. 
60-minute discussion with my mastermind group where I shared some of my biggest issues. That must have been fun for everybody concerned. Got a massage? Uh-huh. You could have got a massage from some, you know, sweaty, cheesy finger chick for two grand. You've already paid for it. Sushi dinner. That's brilliant. After this, he's got another ad. Get my personal personal development day checklist. Well, I'm going to be running out for that. Sushi dinner. Healthy lunch. Drank coffee. That's, that's fucking brilliant, man. This may have been the best part about Tony's personal development seminar. It forced me to create my own. They all want to jump on the bandwagon, don't they? They all want to jump on the bandwagon. Final thoughts. Tony has great intentions. Oh, God. Uh, uh, mm, 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 mm. I, I just can't. Um, look. Look. And then someone someone did a comment in the comments. Uh, my suspicion as a Tony Robbins outsider is that people who come to rely on these sorts of solutions don't address why they feel they need them so much in the first place. Boom. Yes. Very good. Well done. Look, if you are out there listening to this and you're like, well, Adam, I was going to sign up for a Tony Anthony Robbins presentation. I was thinking of doing that. He's coming to my hometown or I'm going to pay for a flight for three hours to California or whatever. Now, you know, you've shown me this, you're ridiculing him, all right? You've convinced me. So what do I do? Buy my book, sir! No. Look. There's no easy answer. There's no easy solution. The stuff we're talking about, the dissatisfaction that you feel with your life, the fact that you're not where you think you want to be. Whether it's in relationships, whether it's in money, whether it's in a job, health, whatever. These are actually the big things that we're here on this planet to learn about. So you can't look for easy solutions for big stuff. What you can know is that it's doable, and many people have done it. But comparatively, many, many more people haven't, and that's because it's challenging and it's hard. And most people just want the easy, quick fix. This stuff like Anthony Robbins' courses, this is like heroin in your arm for avoiding shit. At least they're not shooting in heroin. Okay. But it's basically the same sort of stuff. Its primary purpose is to make you feel good so that you actually stop feeling. Does that make sense? Because people don't feel good and they feel dissatisfied and they wake up. They wake up unhappy before they've even opened their eyes in the morning. Which means primarily they don't like themselves. They don't like who, who they are. Well, let's talk about just relationships then in this matter. How can you expect anyone else to like you if you don't even like what you're putting up on offer? The only person who's going to like you is the person who despises you because you despise yourself. You shouldn't need anyone to make you feel happy because then you're giving all your power to that person. You should already feel happy within yourself, be happy with who you are, be satisfied with who you are. That's a better word, happy. Be satisfied with who you are. Be whole as a person and not needing anyone else. And then you find someone who also doesn't need anyone else. And that's when you get really good relationships come out. So the, the point I'm trying to make is you need to make a person of yourself that you like that you would like hanging out with. Think about the people that you admire, that you personally know, not some stupid movie star or something, but people that you personally know who you admire, that you like hanging out with them. Why do you like hanging out with them? What behavioural 
traits do they have? Do they constantly seek attention? Do they get people to constantly tell them how great they are? Or are they just laid back and cool and they're just chill? You'll find that they're probably just chill. So, start emulating that behaviour. Stop being an attention seeker. Stop trying to get compliments all the time. Because it's just insecurity. All these people who go to these Anthony Robbins style, and this goes for any, any self-help speaker. We're just talking people who have chronic insecurities. They don't like who they are. So examine people that you do like. What is it about those people? What qualities do they have? What inner strengths do they possess? How strong are you? If you're not strong, how can you get stronger? What would make you a more interesting person? Would it be learning another language? Would it be travelling overseas? Would it be learning to play an instrument? Would it be learning how to work on cars? Make something interesting of yourself. Have interests. People who are interesting are people who have interests. If you're just getting up in the day and you don't know what to do with your day, if you have a free day and you don't know what to do with your day at all, then you're not an interesting person because you haven't got any interests at all. I'll give you one to start off with. Read. You need to read. There have been plenty of people before us, the great philosophers, who have gone on the same questions 2,000 years ago. Marcus Aurelius, Aristotle, Cicero, all these guys. They've gone through the same stuff. Money. Spend less than you earn. Stop using the money that you do earn to try and make your insecurities feel better. That's how you blow all your money. You want to be the big guy. I'm going to go out to a really nice restaurant. I'm going to go to the bar and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get this car that I can't afford. But bam, this car's going to change my life. Sure will. It's going to put you in hock to the bank for however much money it is, plus all the interest, plus a depreciation. Oh, my fucking God, are you insane? Spend less than you earn. Stop using the money that you have earned, that you do have, that you've worked hard for to fill gaps in your emotional insecurities because that's what people do. For heaven's sake, don't drop thousands of dollars to go listen to a guy, encourage your emotional insecurities. Yeah? These are the big questions we're talking about. I'm not trying to sell you anything on my blog. There's there's nothing to buy. There's only my two books, and after that, it's it. I don't do seminars. I don't run around, blah, 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 blah. I don't do personal coaching. I don't do any of that. Go to my blog, New Start Here. I've got Masculinity, Personal finances, relationships, and women. They're most of the stuff that I haven't updated in a while. Most of the stuff that I've written about this sort of thing. And that's it. It's out there. It's there. Just go and read it. I'm not... There's no... Click on this link. Download my this and that. Wah, 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 wah. There you go. Go have a look at it. And it's bit by bit, guys. Like, it took me... When I was... I mean... Let's see. 19, 20 years of age, very unhappy young man, very insecure, extremely insecure. That was me. It took me... Six years, I'd say, to start getting to a point where feeling confident in myself outnumbered the amount of times I was feeling insecure of myself. What did all the work that I did to amount? Or what did I... I read a lot. I modified my behavior based on people that I liked and admired. I put myself in situations which purposely got me out of my comfort zone. Um, I took an interest in my own personal appearance. A great haircut, good clothes, great clothes, how to dress well, how to carry yourself, go to the gym, work out, pride in your appearance. Pride in your appearance 
for your own sake, just for you. That's it. You're not trying to impress everyone. It's just like, I don't want to go out of the house looking like a slob. If you go out of the house looking like a slob, well, that's, that, that's the story you're telling the world. People say, man, you shouldn't judge me, man. We do. We do. I look at you, I judge you. If, you come out of the, if, you, if you're walking down the street and you look like you just got out of bed, I'm of the opinion that you don't give a shit. And you know what? That's fine. But I'm not going to I'm not gonna engage with you or ask you to help me out on my project or whatever I'm talking about. That ain't going to happen. No. People who are insecure are not calm. They're slightly manic. You can feel it off them. It's like we sense energy. Like animals sense energy off us. We sense energy off each other. You can just tell. You can just tell when people are manic like this. They're just holding it together. You know, they're, they're petrified, but they're walking down the street and are petrified about what everyone else is thinking about them. And the ironic thing is, most of the people, most of the people that they're petrified about what they're thinking about them are petrified about what they're thinking about them. And on it goes. And then you get the people who walk down the street who are just fucking walking down the street. Hey, wow. Do they really stand out? One thing you don't do is go along to seminars and when he says wave your hands in the air, you wave your hands in the air. When he says finish my sentences for me, you repeat the sentences for me. You're shouting together and feeling like, you know, you've got the group energy, rah, 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 because you are the definition of a fucking sheep. That's what you are. The definition of a sheep. You've got to learn to think for yourself. If you don't know, say you don't know. God almighty, do I have respect for people when I say, what do you think about this? And I go, I don't know. Give me some more information. Stop thinking you have to know everything. Have you done this before, mate? Yeah, man. Oh, fuck, I used to see it all the time. Especially, you know, with rafting or when I was working in the offshore oil and gas industry. I'm about to put people in an upside, put them in a helicopter module and stick them upside down in the water. You've done this before? Oh, yeah, man, I'm all good, man. Yeah, I'm fine, man. You can't tell me anything. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here we go. Here we go. When I was rafting, working as a rafting guide, I got six people, got to put them in a class four river, it's high water level. I got to pick two, two punters to go up the front. For a start, they're going to be blokes. I am very rarely going to put a chick up the front. And it's just because chicks are good because they listen. They listen a lot more than men, but they'll stop hesitate and stop a lot more often when they're getting scared out of their brain and the one thing i can't have that whatever the two people in front do the four people sitting behind them will do no matter what i have to say in the thing so if i'm say paddling forward and the two guys in the front stop and i'm screaming forward the two guys stop the other four stop that's how it works because they're like oh that guy's stopping yeah he's saying it but that guy's stopping so I don't want to be that guy, you know, who's not doing what that guy's doing. That, that's how that's how people fucking think. So, when you work as a rafting guide, you've got to pick the two people who are going to sit up the front and have the clarity of mind to trust you and do what you say and follow directions. You're looking for calm people. Calm people are quiet people. The punter's going, yeah, man, yeah, fucking hell, man, it's talking. Any punter who's talking up a storm before we've even gotten the raft, who's telling people, blah, 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 they're the last person you stick up the front. They are overcompensating for the fact that they're scared out of their brain. And they talk so much, they're never going to listen to you. Calm, quiet, centred people. And these were usually the smaller medium-sized guys, like 5'9", five, 5'8", five, you know, maybe 130 pounds, something like that, 65 kilos, it's around that. They're centered and they're that size, perfect, because you just know that they're going to pull it out. Why that size? Because big guys... 
don't have to get over as much insecurities as, as, as smaller guys do. And big guys often overcompensate. It's an interesting kind of thing. It's hard to explain. I didn't explain that well at all. So there you go. Look, what have we got in our timing here? I went on a bit longer than I, than I wanted to. But I think, I think that's a good summation of the new age industry. It's, it's crap. It's absolute crap. Um, and it's crap because people... Well, people get what they pay for. You pay for pretty lies, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get pretty lies. So don't do pretty lies, boys and girls. Okay, shout-outs. I've always spoken about Aaron Cleary because I did a podcast for him this week. Capitalism. Go check him out. He's not going to tell you pretty lies. Aaron is one of the most truthful guys on the internet. And he knows a lot. He's an economist. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. So you can go to Arsehole Consulting at his blog at Captain Capitalism and he will answer your questions in a video. And you'll be anonymous. He doesn't, he doesn't say who people are. This has been the 40th episode of the Pushing Rubber podcast. I'm your host, Adam Piggott. If you like this, think about following me on SoundCloud. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your frenemies. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell your hot younger sister, please. And I'll see you next week.